Welcome to our Monday Thursday observance. Thanks for taking time to join us over the internet as we continue to walk with Jesus through the events of his last week on earth. I trust that you're prepared tonight to share with us in communion. Uh, you'll need to have a loaf of bread or crackers, and uh, you'll need to have a cup with some juice in it. And uh, later on in our time together, I will lead us in the partaking of the elements in remembrance of the Lord. I thought it might be helpful for us to give an explanation of why we call this event Maundy Thursday. Maundy is a term from the Latin which translated into the English means commandment. It's recorded in John chapter 13 on the night we, we see Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. And after he washes their feet, he gives them a new commandment where he says, love one another as I have loved you. Now, the command to love one another certainly is not new. So what is it that makes this commandment new? Two observations. First, as I have loved you gives this commandment a brand new meaning. We are to love one another sacrificially, humbly, as a servant heart, empowered by the Lord Jesus himself who lives in us and who lives through us. And as we love one another in his grace and strength, that's brand new. Second, this commandment is part of the new covenant, and it is to be lived out in the context of the new community, the local church. You'll remember in John 13, Jesus says, As you love one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. That's brand new too. So as we love one another in the context of the local church, as we love one another in the power of the Lord Jesus who lives his life through us, the command to love one another in that context certainly is new. But I'm following the last week of Jesus as recorded in Matthew. And Matthew doesn't really elaborate on the experience of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. I'll leave that presentation to another occasion. Tonight, I want to talk about Thursday evening's activities through the lens of the Gospel of Matthew. So if you have your Bibles, open them with me to Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 17. Matthew 26, beginning with verse 17. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him on one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. 
The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Verse 12 tells us that this occasion was a celebration of the Passover meal. Now, the Passover meal was a commemoration of the night when the Israelites were released from Egyptian slavery. Actually, it was the night before they were released. That night, the people were instructed to eat a meal. They were to take an unblemished lamb, and they were to kill that lamb and take some of its blood and put it on the doorpost of their house. And as God gave the final judgment on Egypt by taking the firstborn of every household, when the angel of death came to a house with the blood on the doorpost, that angel would pass over that house. Thus, the title, the Passover celebration. In Egypt, during this evening, there were specific instructions given for each household for this meal. Included were elements of food that would remind them of their experience of 430 years of slavery, as well as their release in what we know as the Exodus. And so there was bread, but it was unleavened bread because that would remind them that they didn't have enough time to make bread with yeast and give the bread an opportunity to rise as it normally would. Each person then would take uh, their bread and dip it in a bowl. And in this bowl, there was a, a, a recipe of herbs and spices that kind of made a, a thick sauce. And these herbs and spices were, were bitter, kind of like horseradish, to remind them of the, the difficulties and the hardship that they experienced in Egypt. And so during the meal, this bowl was in the middle of the table, and each one would take the unleavened bread and dip their bread in the bowl and eat it at the assigned time. My wife and I do something similar when she makes uh, garlic fried shrimp on the, on the stove. She, she takes shrimp and begins to fry it in a sauce that she makes with a wine sauce and garlic. And then when we serve it, she puts it on the table, and we take bread and dip it in that sauce and eat it. Uh, it's a wonderful dish. This dipping was not so wonderful because it was unleavened bread dipped in a bitter sauce to remind them of their time in Egypt. There were a series of blessings during this ritual when the host would recite the Hallel, and Matthew refers to them as Jesus giving thanks. And here's what he said. 
he would take the bread, and when the bread was passed, he would say, Blessed art thou, O God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And then there were a series of times when they would drink from the cup. And each time, he would say this blessing. Blessed be art thou, O God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. But there is something very significant about the way Jesus observed this last Passover with his disciples. After passing the bread, the prayer of blessing, Jesus added his own pronouncement, saying, This is my body. And then he added, Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, when the cup of blessing was passed and the blessing was said, Jesus again added his own pronouncement. This is the blood of the covenant in my blood. Again, he added the command, do this in remembrance of me. From this point onward, followers of Jesus are not regularly to come together to remember the Exodus, although studying the Exodus is a very wonderful thing to do. We can learn a lot from the Exodus because it points us to the Lord Jesus. It reminds us that in Egypt, there is slavery, reminding us of the slavery of sin. And the Exodus reminds us of how Jesus released us from sin. So studying the Exodus is good. But we are not told to gather together in regular worship to remember the Exodus. Rather, we are told to come together in worship to remember Jesus, where he took our sins in his body, where he cleansed our souls from sin. And as Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, you declare the Lord's death till he comes. Now, nobody adds to the Passover liturgy, especially would no one dare reinterpret the elements? Who would ever reinterpret the bread and say, this represents my body? Who would ever reinterpret the wine and say, this represents my blood? No one would do that. That is, unless the one who reinterprets these elements is greater than the Passover. Actually, Jesus is the Passover. So just as he demonstrated earlier this week that he is the king and that as king he is greater than the temple, actually he is the temple, he is greater than the law, actually he is the law. Paul refers to the law of Christ in 1 Corinthians. Now he declares that he is also greater than the Passover. But there's more to this experience than just the instituting of the Lord's Supper. There's another series of events that happens this night that speaks to us. And that is the interaction between Jesus and Judas. Even though Jesus is being betrayed by Judas, it's no surprise to him. Even though he is a king, He nonetheless walks the road in submission to the Father in fulfillment of his mission of peace, knowing 
that he's going to be betrayed by one of his own. During the Passover meal, Jesus tells us that the twelve, that one of the twelve would betray him, verse 21. And to make it very clear that it was one of the twelve, he says, the one who dips his bread in the bowl, verse 23. Now, Luke makes it very clear. Each of the disciples take their bread and dip it in the bowl with Jesus. And so this just reminds us that it's Jesus' closest associates, his closest and most intimate friends. One of the twelve would betray him. Then notice what he does. An act that is so consistent with his mission of peace. In verse 25, Jesus reaches out to Judas. And we learn from John that he took the bread and he dipped it in the bowl and gave it to Judas. As if he is saying, either renounce this terrible plot and repent or do what you have to do. John tells us that earlier in that night, Jesus washed the disciples' feet, including Judas's feet. I wonder how that went. I wonder what was going through Judas's mind, having already made an agreement to betray Jesus, having Jesus bend over and wash his dirty feet. I wonder if their eyes met. I wonder what Judas was thinking then. Again, Jesus was reaching out to Judas with the offer of peace. And I would also suggest to you that Judas was present when he instituted the communion. Luke clearly tells us that he was present. And here in Matthew 20, verse 27, he says this. Jesus said, took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you, including Judas. So with betrayal in his heart, Judas ate the bread and drank the cup rejecting Jesus' offer of peace. And then John tells us that after supper, Judas left and walked out into the darkness. My question to ponder tonight is, what will you do with Jesus' offer of peace? This is the king. Yet he's the king on a mission of peace. Judas refused to turn from his sin and trust in Jesus. And when he left that room, it was too late. But today, if you're still breathing, it is not too late. Jesus took our sins on his body on the cross Jesus shed his blood to cleanse us from sin and to make us righteous before God. And he's reaching out to us, to you, to me, right now. Will you receive the grace that Jesus gave?
Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray right now that anyone listening and watching on this presentation online would realize that they have sinned, that they need to be forgiven, and that that Jesus is reaching out to them, offering the peace of God that passes understanding, offering them peace with God that comes from placing their faith and trust in Jesus. May they receive your gift tonight. May they believe in the cross, which says that when they confess their sins and turn from them and turn to God, that you are faithful and just and will forgive their sins and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In obedience to Jesus, as recorded by the Apostle Paul, we now remember Jesus, the Passover lamb. We remember the sacrifice of his body and the shedding of his blood. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the words of the Apostle Paul. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Whenever I read verse 27, I think of Judas. He had his mind made up. And he still ate the bread and drank the cup. And the Bible tells us that he experienced the judgment of God as a result. Let's take a moment and just reflect on our own lives. And if there's any question about whether you're not right with God, this is a perfect time to get right with him. Father, any sin that we're aware of, we confess it to you. We thank you that the blood of Christ and the body of Christ is sufficient to forgive that sin. May we never presume upon your grace and eat this bread and drink this cup in an unworthy manner. As we contemplate the elements of the communion, let's listen as we join together in a song that reminds us to remember the Lord's death until he comes.
As far as heights reach from the depths, as far as east is from the west, so far your grace has carried me. Until I see you face to face, until at last I won my race, remind me you're not finished yet. Now let's partake of the elements that you have prepared for yourself as we look to the Lord in worship um, and remembering his body and blood. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he broke it, he gave some to each of his disciples. And he said, this will remind you of my body upon which the sins of the world is placed. As you eat, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, Jesus took the cup. He said, this cup reminds you of my blood, which is shed for you on the cross. As you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Lord, it was quite an experience for Jesus to celebrate the Passover with his disciples. Lord, thank you that as we gather together, all the symbolism of the Passover has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And as we walk with you, remind us that each time we eat this bread, Each time we drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death. We proclaim his mission of peace until he comes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I invite you to join us again tomorrow evening as we observe the events of the night, the day that Jesus was crucified. The day in which his mission was fulfilled. Until then, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will 
And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow evening.